Hey, thanks again for joining us here at Multitudes. If you haven't done so already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our content. That way you can be notified the moment it goes live. A great way to stay connected throughout your week is with the Multitudes Church app. It's free. You can download it wherever you download your apps. But right now, let's go to this week's message. But I'm going to start with uh, just some scripture that kind of lets us know deception will not stop. And that's actually going to begin if you are following along or you're, you're taking notes. Uh, I'm in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, 4. And all of these notes and scripture are actually in the Multitudes Church app. And you can have them and follow right along if you would like. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except that there come a falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, I I feel led to read that again. I read it to you last week, but I want you to follow along with me, and I want you to read it out loud, okay? Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And if you'll read the next one, which is Galatians 6. You ready? Be not deceived. We're going to do that again because you wasn't quite with me. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, Job 15, verse 31, Let not him that is deceived trust in vanity, for vanity shall be his recompense. Paul said in the 7th chapter of Romans, For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and it slew me. Let me tell you a little bit about that before we go on. Sin took advantage of the fact that the law says, thou shalt not covet, or thou shalt not steal. The law just said what we're not to do. And because sin knows that, and the enemy knows my flesh and your flesh, because it is weak, sin takes advantage of your weakness and cause uh, causes both of us all of us all of you watching to to do what we're not supposed to do and Paul said it better than I'm saying it right now he said I know what to do with my mind but my body does the wrong thing so the commandment deceived me but the part I want you to get before we move on is the last four or five words it says and by it slew me so anytime I give in to deception and sin, 
it's going to take me out. It's going to slay me. Luke 21 and 8, Jesus said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go you not after them. And one of the scriptures you need to really write down or memorize the day is Paul again in the 6th chapter of 1 Corinthians. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. You can keep going. But all of these things mentioned and more uh, are acts and tools of deception. Bear with me, we're about through. Not that you need to hurry with the Word of God, but over in the 20th chapter of Revelation, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire, talking about when we get after tribulation and all of this. He was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night. Forever and ever. So deception, even though Satan uses it, it's going to get him right back into hell forever. And over in the 18th chapter, the Lord said, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. This was talking about uh, Babylon in that day. But I want you to listen to this language because there's a huge clue to me and you right now. It says, And the voice of the bridegroom... And of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And the beast was taken with him. And the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. Which he deceived them. And they had received the mark of the beast. And them that worshipped the image. These both were cast alive into... The lake of fire burning with brimstones. I want to talk about three C's of deception and where we see it at. Now, all three of these, I'm speaking to you separately, but they are meshed together. The first one where we see deception is in our culture or our community. The Bible says in Romans Chapter 1, verse 28, do you well to read this whole chapter. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, morally wrong things. Now, before I show you an email picture that Nikki had forwarded me this week, an email, I want to go ahead and tell all of you internally and externally, there's going to be somebody somewhere before I get through today It's going to be highly offended. But I want to let all of you know, even though it might be directed toward me, it's not because of me. People are offended at the Word of God. In fact, let me just say this before I forget to say this. Um... One thing I don't want this church to ever fall prey to or cave into is an opening liner like this. How do you feel about 
what's your opinion of or what do you think? This is how you should respond. When I became a believer, I died. I'm dead in Christ. So now that I'm dead in Christ, a dead person doesn't have an opinion, a feeling, or a thought anymore. The only thing, because we are alive in Christ, that we have is God's Word. Because you're dead, remember? Mikey just mimed it. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So when people ask you about some of the things that we're about to go into, how do you feel about it? I don't have a feeling about it. I don't even have an opinion about it. I am a believer. I'm dead and only alive in Christ. And God's Word says. So are we all straight on that now? Everybody, are we straight on that? Because, see, you live in a two-cent society, right? Everybody wants to give you their two-cent. And when people want you to condone their behavior and choices, they want to get your two cents. And they're getting it a lot from the church in the pulpits today because they want approval. Everybody wants approval. And that's why you can't say, well... I feel, or I think the Bible says, you don't, that, that's not yours to think. You are dead. Now, if you're not dead, you go on and have an opinion like all these other groups and people and all this in the world. But the first thing I want to show you is that this is an example of what is so rampant today. And I will get, again give a disclaimer if that's what you want to call it. I love every human being that is walking because God made them. And they have a soul that will eternally dwell in heaven or hell. But the whole month of June is Gay Pride Month. It might have, or, it might have many names. And again, don't ask to talk to me about my opinion. I don't have an opinion, and you need to understand that. In fact, if you, if you push the issue with me, the same scriptures I'm sharing with you today is all you will get out of me then. I have no opinion. I don't lean to my own understanding. I don't have an understanding. I have a mandate. But if you have a good wife... She's not going to leave you hanging, amen? And buddy, I got me a good one. And that's why she's not going to be married to a weenie, wimp, yellow coward of a preacher when it comes to God's Word. I don't want her to ever feel like he just serves cupcakes on Sunday. I love all these people. But... I cannot discriminate when it comes to what the Bible has said is sin. Wrong is wrong and right is right. 
Are you judging? I can't judge. The Bible says, he that is righteous judges all things. But I don't have to judge. The law is the law. If you get pulled out here doing 90 miles an hour on 74 today, and a patrolman stops you, I dare you to say to him, are you judging me? No, I'm fixing to take this ticket pad and slap you in the face with it, though, because you're an idiot. You broke the law. You know what it says. I'm doing my job. See you in the courthouse. I am not doing anything any different, folks. This is what the law says. This is what God says. But it's in our culture everywhere you go. Now, this email that I talked to you about, it had all this stuff about coals. Don't have a problem calling out. It's everywhere. So we're going to put this picture on the screen for you. And you see it's a nice-looking 2019 family. You see that? I love how the world still wants to borrow words that belong to God, like marriage, like family. Don't you love that? I, I, I just, so, the, the, uh, again, you know, everywhere you turn, somebody said this week, well, I'm not shopping there anymore, and I know I, we've done things like that, but you can't buy anything where people have not caved into this deception. I don't care. Unless you go to Mon don't go to Montana, I'm going there one day. Go somewhere else. Unless you go somewhere and say, I'm living off the grid. Well, you're going to buy the material to live off the grid from somebody that's promoting this. You can't get away from it. Because it's, it's, an, it's a deception that Satan has given people. And then, of course, it's become politicized. And it's a platform. It's an easy way to get votes. And, and what better way to get everybody to go along with it as to make it uh, a law. And if you say anything about it, it is, you're breaking the law. You, you are against people. You hate people. I started off by telling you I love people. But I, I love people. I've had people in my family, close friends, all oh, that practice this lifestyle. People that I love dearly. And I don't want anything bad to happen to people. I want to help them because here's the deal. If, if I were not saved by the blood of Jesus, there's no telling what kind of person I would be right now. But more than looking at that that. What, what the world still tries to call a marriage or a family, I, I want you to notice what really got my attention is what Coles said. Coles is proud to donate $100,000 to the Trevor Project. What's the Trevor Project? It's the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ Youth, I thought it was very interesting that there was a direct connection between children taking their lives and same-sex marriage and all that. Because the devil is the author of confusion, folks. And you throw a child into a confused situation that's called choice, 
that's called love, that's called all that it's called, even a child knows that's not right and it's not normal. They're forced to be brought in because they, they, they don't have any say-so. They can't. And I know a lot of people want to get on a, a soapbox and say, but you know what? What a lot of them children probably get more uh, care and attention and provided for. Yeah, I know, because Elton John and his partner have adopted children and all that. And, and, I'm, sure, and I'm not sure he's loaded. But still, at the right, looking through the, the eyes of the Word of God, a child would be better off. A child would be better off to be raised, not being confused, and being poor being raised, and be rich in heaven than to be raised around a deceptive lie and wind up in hell along with the people that helped send them there. And you've got to understand all this is part of deception. That scripture said, and again, the whole first chapter of Romans chapter 1, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over, and that's what's happening in this society right now. And in our community, it's been going on since before Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, but, but it's, it, it's, real, it, it's so social now and all this. But... but but preacher, gay people have come to this church before. And you know what? I feel so elated when they come because I want them to know that I love them. And they can come to this church. God forbid that we only have about four different types of people that come to this church. I want the whole world to be able to, if you are strung out out of your brain, I want you to be able to come into this church because I'm under the, the deep mandate of God that I might be your last stop. We might be your last stop that can really love on you until you get out of the bind that you're in. And I have had people to tell me, I come because at least I can find the truth there. I know my choices are not right, but at least I get to hear the truth, and it's helping me out. It's everywhere. So this is what me and you are going to do before we move on. They want to be recognized this month, that whole community. So you know what we're going to do? They just want to be recognized. We're going to recognize them, but we're going to recognize them in prayer. So when you pray, well, pray nothing bad against them. These are people's children. These are people used to be spouse or, or co-workers or, or, or church leaders. And let me tell you something. For all of you that try to look down on homosexuals and gays and lesbians and then all the other things that just keep coming up out of, out of that original sin, it is no different than a man committing adultery with a woman or a woman cheating at work or somewhere else on her husband, no different at all. There's one spirit that deceives people to do everything contrary to this word right here. 
And we talked about this in men's the other night. When you, you know when the church is going to be on fire doing what it's supposed to do? When the church can get it in its little peanut brain that there's no such thing as chronological sin. Your bitterness that you are harboring because of what somebody had done to you is just as wrong as homosexuality or child molestation or people shooting people all over Scotland County and stabbing people all over. It's just as wrong, church. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Sin is sin. Deception is deception. The next thing is, so there's a huge amount of effort and time, and Satan's got everybody pushing this agenda and this deception. He's got it, you know, in Hollywood, everywhere. You know, they wouldn't even have concerts and all here when we had this HB2 bill going on in North Carolina. And a lot of them said, I'm not going to come when uh, the the president was voted in. A lot of people were were not going to stay here. They still here. They still here, full of the devil, advertising sin. Y'all know they still here, right? I'm not the only one with a demon box in my house. They still here if you hadn't heard. They are still here. So people lie on top of everything else they do. Because a lot of us wanted to help pay for some of their moving expenses, didn't we? But they didn't move. They didn't move. Now, the second thing we have to know that Satan is using, this is not just in the the world, this is in the church, is our currency or our cash. Now, listen to me. I know of about at least... Six, a half a dozen, six times I've ran into this this week, completely unrelated. At least a half that I paid attention to or, or people shared with me. And it wasn't always for advice or prayer. But let me tell you something. Before we read these scriptures here that if the devil can deceive you with a dollar or things that dollars can buy that's all he needs to do amen a little bit louder amen 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 now listen six times at least No man can serve, serve means you wait on, you do what's necessary. You pay attention to, you're consumed with, you're thinking about. No man can serve. That's what a servant does. Be loyal to, be very mindful of all the time. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one. And love the other. Or else he will hold to one. And he will despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or money and stuff. 
This is so, this is so bad that it's, it is a unnoticed drug. You know, I asked Angie to help me pray when she left from over there. And um, I really prayed. The whole time Mackie was mine and I was trying to watch, but I was really praying. Because I know what this Bible says right here. And see, I, it seems like I'm struggling right now. And I just know how much opposition that, and you've already seen a little bit of that. But what you can't see, a microphone, not where, you, you can't see what's going on inside of me right now. Because a lot of people will not do all these other things. No, they're not guilty of drugs. They're not guilty of homosexuality. They've, they're faithful as far as being loyal to their husband or wife. But a lot of people do not understand. You do not have to be filthy rich to be hung up with money and to be greedy or to be a servant of it. You don't have to be. You don't even have to be a thousand. You don't even have to be a hundred heir. Let alone a thousand, a million, or billionaire. Because the love of money is the root. And I have been so captivated and moved by just how much I have seen this this week. And it, it's, it's and, and I don't know if God let me go through it over and, and talk to people over and over and over again. And again, it's unrelated. That's what blows my mind, church. It's unrelated. But let me tell you something. You pleasing God with not just being a Christian, but you pleasing God with your life and what's left of it is far more valuable to you than any amount of money in your pocket or what you even give to the church. This is why the rich young ruler is preached about a lot by me. He was so comfortable with 90%. But he had his mind on money all the time, and he had his mind on stuff. And he would always try to justify it by the good. The ends, you know, justified the means, and it does not do it. Because more than you shortchange people, whether it be your family or your church or even yourself, you've got to understand that you shortchange God. And when money is what you think about, you do all you can, you live miserable, you protect it, you, you, you are so consumed by it, or it works you to death when you have a lot, and it works you to death when you are broke, or you think, You've got, a, you've got a serious, deceptive problem that needs to be dealt with. It's as bad in the church. It might be worse in the body of Christ. And again, like last week, Christian television doesn't help it. Because we see these people that have to have jets and they've got to have $10 million homes and all. And that doesn't help the body of Christ. Amen, Opie. I don't care if you know who I'm talking about or not. I don't care about that. You've got to understand 
that money is like toilet paper. Money is like cups that we threw away in the coffee connection. I don't have a lot of it at all. I live weak to it. Well, I don't. I got a nest egg. I got to build up. You go ahead. There's no telling what you miss doing for God trying to do all that. I don't. Now, I try to be wise. I try to look ahead and take care of this. But a lot of days for Jesus have been wasted away by going and peeling the cover back and making sure it's there, peeling it back, putting it back, peeling it back. But it's just like these things, these cups we threw away. It is just an object in life that we use to do. Jesus said, I don't have anywhere to even lay my head. I don't own a car. I don't own a donkey. I don't have a suitcase. I don't even have my own walking stick. In fact, he had to borrow a little boy's lunchbox to do a miracle one day. Do I need to go sell everything? You might need to. But what you need to do is make sure your heart is in check with the Word of God. And say, you know what, God? This is a problem for me. And just like when Jonah was on a ship that was sinking, they had to keep unloading the ship until they got off what was sinking. You may need to unload the ship. And it's everywhere. Everywhere you go, people. If people talk about money around you in any way, shape, or form, what they owe or what they're getting or how much something costs or how much it didn't cost, if people are always talking about money, you need to stop and say, well, can I pray with you? You won't do it, but that's what you need to do. Or what it can buy. And again, what you, what you do with it... In the church or out of the church or for the king or what you tell yourself, it doesn't justify being missing in action from God. Well, I go to church when I, it doesn't matter about it. It's not about your physical body inside of a building somewhere. It's about the intent of your heart. And your mind is supposed to be stayed on the Lord all the time. It happened the other day. I used to do a lot of work for Scotland Memorial Hospital when I was in the sign business. In fact, when we went to James's uh, uh, to visit his family over at Morrison Manor. Looked at all those cars, don't mind saying, I, we were blessed enough, got letter all of those cars over there back in the day. And you know what the devil says when I ride into that parking lot or when I ride by all those signs at the hospital and all that? Y'all know what it says, don't you? See, that would have, that would have, that would have, that would have. That would have, that would have, that would have. And I said, yeah, it probably would have killed me trying to, that would have, that would have, that would have too. But you know what's happening? I'm not getting into me again. I ain't missed anything. God's been faithful to me for the past year and a half. He's been faithful to me. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than riches untold. I, I'd, I'd rather have Jesus than the man's applause. I'd rather have Jesus than a million likes on Facebook. And see, I'm not just talking about having money. I'm talking about all the things that money allows people to do that's even more deception involved. And I'm not going to get any deeper than that because people start trying to, you're trying to connect dots and, all, oh, I, I got it. I saw that. I know what he's talking about. And you've been deceived if you fall into that trap. 
And I'm spending a little bit more time than I thought I would on this, but I, I didn't spend it. God spent time on this. So the devil deceives in our culture, in our community right now. You need to know that every time you see something, it's got all, and I, and I, and I just think it's very, very strange that the colors of the rainbow, which was a promise that God gave to us when he said, I'm not going to flood ever again, which is a promise, is also the logo and the colors used. And again, I've got people that I am very close with, and they're gay, and they, but they know they are. I, I, in fact, let me just tell you this real quick. And, and this doesn't make this person right. I, I know a person personally that talked to me one time. This has been years ago. Opie, I know I'm not living right. It was a female uh, that I, I know I know of. And I, I can't remember where we bumped into each other at. But I was somewhere one day. And she said, you know, I'm not living right. But there's one thing I do. Every, I, I, I make sure I pay my tithe like clockwork. And even though I applauded her for paying her tithe I thought how bad it is to be faithful to God and convicted over one thing but not over something else that is the difference in heaven and hell and we just talk and I pray all the time for for many people like that because I feel the same way about people that are are just alcoholics, and they can't escape it. I just pray to help them. The third thing is, I want to tell you, is that Satan is, so we, we've gone from the three C's. we got culture or community. We've got currency or cash. And then we've got couples or relationship. And you probably say, well, that don't start with a C. Well, couples and relationship, then, if that helps you, all right? I'm not talking about just a husband and wife. I'm talking about relationships in general. Satan, again, is the author of confusion on your job. I know a lot of you are out of school now, but even in your classroom or if you play a sport or you do whatever during the summer, he will create tension a competitive, not on the field or court or whatever you do, he, he will put it in there just to deceive, to try to bring animosity. He is, he is number one at doing that because that's what he's here to do. And what you and I have to understand is what the Word says. The Bible says that there's one way we can foolproof this. We can stop him from getting into our, the relationships of our lives. We can do this. We can keep him from deceiving us when it comes. You know what? I got to come clean. My goodness, I got to come clean. Uh, we, were in one, we were in a, well, one of many group texts this week. And some of my family's here, and you know we were in a group text, and then was in a church group text. By the way, if I've never taken the time to tell you how much I uh, love group text, meet me on top of the church at 11.59 tonight, and I'll tell you how much I love them. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, 
You're not going to get saved over that, but I felt better to get it out. Okay? This week, has anybody in here ever owned or presently own a jacked up phone? I want y'all's phone then, okay? Y'all must live closer to God than we do. To have perfect, it always goes through, and I get it, phones. What are you on, like Heaven TNT or something? I mean, so anyway, we were in a text, and something went out, and I said, Angie, oh, my word. It wasn't anything bad or nothing like that, but. I called her man. I said, "Why?" I said, "Did you? Did you? Why did you do that? Why did you put that on?" She, I ain't done nothing. I ain't done nothing. But it had her name and the comment and all that. It wasn't her. But on my phone, on my phone, it had her name and the comment. So she commits to telling me how much she loved me at that moment. And screenshotted what her phone said and sent it back to me. And I had to tell her how sorry I was. I didn't have to say how wrong I was. But it, 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 I'd already been deceived by something technical, you see, and, and glitches. In fact, I got, a, I got a picture about a week ago. I know he don't, from Brent Sellers, the I Am Ministry, I still ain't talked to him about it. Cut my phone, got it, of when their van broke down in Virginia, when they were bringing us some relief stuff. About a, just a random picture just showed up. Anybody else ever had anything like that? Just come up like, wait, 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 yeah. And that happened. And what happens is Satan will use anything to deceive us. It don't even have to be real. It don't have to be. Legit, he can just create it in our mind, and, and we're deceived. And that's what, you, that's what we've got to work out, and we've got to know about this, because he's always doing this. And, and I'm going to pray, but before we pray, I want to just tell you three things quickly of how to, how to confront all this. And, and the one I was just talking to you about is Joshua 24, 15, our We've got to make everything about our life. As, as for me and my house, whether you're married or single, widowed, divorced, whatever. You live by yourself or you live with a lot of people or whatever. This is what you need to, you, you need to decide right here, right this minute. I don't care what goes on in this world. As for me, if it's just you, as for me and my house, my just me by myself house. As for me and my house, everybody else can choose what they want to choose, but for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm not going to be deceived. Now, the three things is, first of all, you, you, you just don't be deceived, church. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Say, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, whatever it is. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Be not deceived. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11, you hear it all the time, but you're going to get the whole verse. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his what? Devices come in the form of deception every day of your life. He'll tell you what you're not. He'll tell you what you still are. He'll tell you what's going to happen, and, and it'll never happen. 
But he'll tell you it is because he's trying to deceive you. And he loves to do that one. So this is how you deal with it. Just say, I'm not going to be deceived today. When I wake up Monday morning, I'm not going to be deceived. When you're praying before you leave your bedroom, God, thank you, you made this day. I rejoice and I'm glad in it. And by your grace and mercy, I've got a made-up mind. I will not be deceived by the devil and his devices. Then go brush your teeth next, please, because you might be coming to see me. Number two, you got to fight. I prayed not to be deceived. Now I got to fight. Fight the good fight, Paul said. 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you are called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So you just don't wake up to see what he's going to do to you today. You wake up and say, I'm not going to be deceived. And you go out of your house with a warrior attitude. I'm fighting. I'm looking. He's seeking whom he may devour. I'm watching him at all hours of the day to make sure he ain't trying to devour me with this. And he'll always use another person. He will use their face or something they did or said. He will use them against you. The third thing is resist and read. James said, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. You can't sit there and entertain him. If he tells you all this mess that you are not and that, you know, you're not saved, it's not working, I don't even know why you go to church, you get there early and do all that. I don't know why you do that. Resist him. Resist him. Just down. Well, how do I Thy word, not thy TV, not just my morning devotion, not just listening to K-Love only, not just wearing Christian shirts or bumper stickers or talking about church. or uh, Thy word, that means the Bible. Everybody know, you know what I mean when I say the Bible, right? It's, it's a physical book like this or it's in the form of an app on a device you have. Don't care how you read it. If you read it off of paper or electronically. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. That means if my feet can see, my feet's not going to walk into deception. Thy word's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So many of us are deceived because we cannot see where we're going. We think our church attendance is going to help us see better, make wise Jesus decisions, and we're not. There is no substitute, say it, boys and girls, no substitute for the Word of God. No substitute. I know it takes time. I know it takes time away from other things that you can literally flush down the toilet because they're not going to glory, and it don't matter. You can do all this. But there is no substitute for the Word of God and it lighting up your feet and your path. It's not going to happen any other way. You can give a trillion dollars in the offering today. I'd be happy, but it's not going to help you at all seeing where you need to go. 
See, a lot of people tried to give their way out of stuff in the Bible because they did have money. They did own land. They did have a lot of livestock. But they were as far away from God as people that were broke and just didn't know the gospel message. When we pray today, this is what I want you to really do. In fact, can, if you just stand up reverently, that doesn't mean stand up and leave so we can distract everybody around us. That just means stand up reverently and listen. It doesn't matter what it is. Satan has already got an agenda for you this week. And it's got deception written all over it. He's going to make it be, uh, uh, you know, he's going to make it be. He's going to make it appear so innocent. You need to do this. You've got to do this. And you know what the only thing we have to do? We have to obey this word. And it doesn't matter who around you understands that. When we read a while ago, you cannot please God and mammon. Can I just change that word? I'm not changing the Bible. I'm just changing how I'm paraphrasing. I'm adding this along with that. You cannot please God and man too. Everybody look at me right here. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to God. The smaller the circle is going to be around you. You can't please God in people. You cannot. You'll die trying. You'll live with your chest hurting every day. You cannot, even inside of the church, take it from me. You can't please everybody. So why not spend the remainder of your life pleasing God the best you absolutely can? Why not do that? Please God. Please God. Please God. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray for all. We're going to pray for everybody that really needs prayer today. Because, see, the world is not really our enemy. Not the gay community. Not the, the, the financially set community. They're not our, listen, they're not our enemy. They are our mission field. I got a head shake and an amen out of Mary when I said that. But this world is not our enemy. This world is the people that we've been privileged by God for them to be released to love and point them to Jesus Christ. They're not our enemy, folks. Quit fighting people, start praying for people, fasting for them, and loving them, and showing them Jesus. And you can do that without condoning their choices. You can do it. Well, I don't want to hurt them, I don't want to push them farther away. Let me tell you how whacked up that, that philosophy is. Not only are you pushing them farther away you're going to push them over the cliff of hell if you don't help them with a reality check some point then you really have been guilty of pushing people 